Ketubot Mem Zayin, the last thing we're discussing was the father has a right to his daughter's Kiddushini. That means he has the right to marry off and get the money for the Kiddushin. He could get the Shtar and he could send her off to, 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 for Bi'ah. Anything she finds goes to the father. We said it's because of Eva, because the father feeds her, clothes her, takes care of her. Therefore, Hachamim Eretakanad, that anything she finds goes to her father. And with that, we're starting in Zayin Amud Aleph, first line in, in the middle of the line where it says, Bima'ase Yadeha, that if the girl worked, any money she made goes to her father during the time when she's a Ktana or a Ne'ara. And the Gemara starts, Menalan, how do we know that? And the Gemara explains, How do we know whatever the girl makes goes to the father? If the father sells his daughter as an ama, he has the right to sell her. The same way in ama, a maidservant, everything she makes goes to her master. Same thing with the daughter, anything she makes goes to her father. The Gemara says, Maybe that's a ktana. Because because he could sell her. Once she gets to the he can't sell her as an Maybe whatever she makes goes to her. The Gemara explains, It makes sense that the money goes to her father. Because if you want to say whatever she makes does not go to the father, the fact that the Torah gave the right to the father to marry off his Na'ara daughter, how can he pass her over to Chupa? He's taking away from the money she could have made. Or to get technical, let's say she worked on Monday morning, and Monday afternoon he marries her off. Now technically all that money now doesn't go to her anymore. It's going to go to her husband, it's going to go to him, it doesn't even have to pay her anymore. Obviously, you see that the fact that he can marry her off, that means he has a right to what she makes. But the Gemara doesn't like that answer. Because Parikh Ravahai, because Ravahai has a question. Maybe he gives her the money she lost. What's the problem? Or maybe he marries her off Monday night, not Monday day. So she gets what she gets during the day, and Monday night he marries her off. Or the Masada be Shabbatot v'amim tovim. He passes over Chupa on Shabbat. Amim tovim. There's no work. Meaning that's not an answer. Ela Ktana lo tzrichakira. Really, really by Ktana I don't need a pasuk because Ashtaz Abonim has been la. If he could sell her as an Amayivria and Maasiyadam, I don't even have to ask a question about whatever she made. Of course, goes to the father. Ela ki tzrichakira. Rather, I needed that pasuk of Kim Kol Ish Bitol Leamatz coming to tell me le Naara. And it's coming to compare Namata and Nara, the same way Nama, whatever she makes goes to her master, the same thing whatever Nara makes goes to her father. Okay, next piece in the Mishnah, Behafarat Nidarea, the father has a right to annul her vows when she's in Nara, Minalan, how do we know? Because the Pasuk says straight out, Bin Urea, Bet Avia. While she's in Nara, she's by her father. Um Kabelet Gita, and he accepts her get. She goes out from her husband and she could become to someone else. We're comparing divorce to marriage. And we're going to say the same way the father has the right to marry her off, he also has the right to accept the get. Next, we learn in the Mishnah, The father cannot eat fruits while the daughter is alive. And we explain the case that grandfather, mother's father passed away, he didn't have any boys, he left a piece of land 
to his uh, daughter, which is this girl's, this Nara's mother. This, this mother passed away, and she now this land doesn't go to her husband, it goes to her daughter. And her, there's uh, trees over there, and fruits grew. Her father has no rights to these fruits, but her husband does. Remember, we explained that in the Mishnah. So, the father doesn't eat fruits while his daughter is alive. The father can eat fruits while his daughter is alive. What's the machloket? What's the source of their machloket? Tanakama held that I understand why the husband that he gets to eat the fruits because it's like a sort of a tit for tat thing. I get to eat the fruits, but therefore, if anything happens to his wife, she's taken to captivity, she goes to jail, he has to redeem her, he has to free her from jail. What are we going to say with the father? He's not going to redeem his daughter if, she takes, uh, if she's taken into captivity. One way or another, he's going to free her. No one normal is going to let his daughter stay in jail or be captive. Some fathers will not redeem their daughters. If I don't get to eat from the fruits, then I'm not going to redeem you from uh, captivity. Why? Savar kisa nekita ilava. Because this father's thinking, oh, she has money from her fruit tree. Let her go redeem herself. Oh, you don't want to share that with, with me? Fine. You have your own money, go take care of yourself. So there are people who are like that, according to Rabbi Yusuf Behuda. Okay, we learned in the Mishnah, and he said, We said, once she got married, the, the husband has one up over the father that he gets to eat those fruits. The father wrote in her, in her dowry that, he's bringing the, that she's bringing these fruits, these clothing, these vessels into the marriage. And before they even got married, Meta, she died. The husband didn't get any rights to acquire any of these things because it's only after the actual wedding. They said that once it was written in the Ketubah, even if they weren't together, even if there was no marriage yet, the husband has the rights to these things. And the way the Rashbah explains Rashi is because the father-in-law is giving this to the son-in-law because you are now my son-in-law and he officially becomes his son-in-law in regards to uh, these things when he signs that Ketubah. So, it sounds like Tanakama and Rabbi Natan are arguing the same Mahloket as Rabbi Azar ben Azayah and Rabbanan. We learned that a woman who was Mitkadesh and then she got married, if a woman was widowed or she divorced, whether it's after marriage or after engagement, go by Takol. She gets whatever is written in the Ketubah, everything from what the husband's assets are, be the Azab and Azayah, Mermin and Isu'in, go by Takol. If they got married and she gets everything from the husband, Umina Irusin, and if it's only the Rusin, if she got divorced after engagement, Betula Goba Matang Valmana Mane, Betula gets 200, Almana 100. That's the main part of the Ketubah. Because the only reason he gave her the other stuff, the extra stuff, 
is because he wanted to be with her. He wanted to be married to her. And since they were married, then she doesn't get all that extra stuff, the tosefet ktuba. And the Gemara explains, according to Hachamim in the Braitao, says that if the woman died before the actual wedding, the husband doesn't have rights to all these things. He holds Kerbil Azar ben Azariah, who holds that a woman doesn't get the Tosefet Ktuba until they're actually married. And according to Rabbi Natan in the Braitao, held that the husband gets all these things even though the woman died before the actual marriage. He holds Kerabanan in, in the Mishnah who said that the woman gets a Tosefet Ktuba even though they were, there was not an actual marriage. And the Gemara says, Lo, you, you can't compare it. Why? Because everyone holds like Rebil Azar bin Azariah who says, A woman does not get the Tosefet Ktuba, the extra of the Ktuba money until they're actually married. However, Mande Amar Lo but according to the Hachamim, the Baratau said that if a woman died, the husband doesn't get all these things that were added into Ktuvah that, that she brought in as a dowry because he holds Karibil Azar bin Azariah that the husband didn't want to give her all these things unless they were actually married. Umanda Amar Zachan, Rabbi Natanu, says that he, that he does get all these things. Even though they weren't married, Rabbi Natan holds that Rabbi Azar bin Azariah says that she doesn't get the Tosefet Ktuba. That's only when it's coming out of his pocket going to her. Why? The only reason he wrote up the Ktuba is because he wants to be with her. But from her to him, I feel Rabbi Azar bin Azariah, even Rabbi Azar bin Azariah would agree, it's all about the wedding. And they already considered someone married already from the time of Kiddushin. And that's when he was considered his Hatan. That's the time where he would get all that stuff from the dowry. Now we learned in the Mishnah that the husband is Hayabim Zeronatea, that a husband has to feed his wife, he has to pay for her food, he has to redeem her. If she gets taken into captivity, she, he has to bury her. And Tanura Banan, the Braita explains, The reason he has to pay for her food is because it's like sort of like a give and take. Because whatever she works, all the money goes to him, therefore he has to feed her. And he has to bury her because he also gets all that stuff she gets, she brings in with her ktubah, all that dowry money, and therefore in return he has to bury her if anything happens. Therefore, therefore the husband gets to eat the fruits of land that she brought into this marriage. That although it belongs to only her, he gets to eat the fruit. So now the Gemara asks obvious question: Perot man Where how do we get the perot? We never even mentioned the word about fruits. So we're missing words in the Braita, and this is the way it's supposed to be written. Tiknu that the husband has to feed her because in return, whatever she works, the money goes to the husband. and he has to redeem her because tahat perot because he gets to eat the fruits of all the 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 land she brought in. If she brought in a land with trees, he gets to eat the fruits, even though he doesn't own the actual land. He gets to eat the fruits, and therefore, if she is ta- taken into captivity, he has to redeem her. And he has to bury her. Why? Because he gets all that stuff that she brought into the Ketubah, meaning all that dowry stuff. Because he gets that, and in return, he has to bury her if she passes away. Therefore, and because of that, 
because he has to uh, he has to redeem her if she gets taken into captivity, therefore he eats fruits. So my lefichach, why do you have to add that lefichach at the end? Meaning we already explained that. So the Gemara explains, I would have thought, maybe he should eat them, but at least at least put them on the side, meaning uh, sell these fruits, leave the money in a, in a special bank account, that if anything, God forbid, happens to his wife, and she takes uh, taken into captivity, okay, then you have the money to, to go redeem her. Because the Im can, if you let the guy eat it, maybe he's not going to redeem her. Maybe uh, he's going to say, I don't have any money, and I can't redeem her. Kamash Malan, No, it's better this way. Let him eat the fruits and uh, he'll uh, redeem her. Why is he mean? Because sometimes, let's say, the money won't be enough. Let's say the money from the fruits will only reach half of what the, the what it needs to be paid to redeem her. We want him to be able to take money out of his own pocket and feel good about it. Therefore, we let him eat the fruits, enjoy it, but if God forbid anything happens, then you have to pay for it. So now the Gemara asks, why don't we say the opposite from what it says in the Brayta? Meaning, when Hachamim said that a husband has to feed his wife, it's because he gets the, the fruits of log, the money, the assets that she brings into the marriage. And you could also say that the husband needs to redeem her because whatever she works, all that money goes to him. So, Amar Abayet, Tiknu Matsui Le Matsui, Vesheno Matsui Le Sheno Matsui. Hachemim Metaken, something that was common for something that was common, meaning if she works and she makes that money, uh, she gives it to her husband, and Hachemim Metaken, which is common for her to make money, so Hachemim Metaken, something common that he has to feed her. And for something that is not common, for example, a woman with assets that uh, bringing uh, fruits, that's something that's a little bit uncommon. So, Hachamim Metaken, something uncommon also, that if she goes into captivity, the husband has to redeem her. Now, from the fact that the Braitha says, Tiknu, the Hachamim Metaken, it sounds like the fact that a husband has to feed his wife, it's Takarat Hachamim, which is Derabanan. But Amarava, Haitana Savar, Mezanot Midorait, I have a different Tana who holds that the husband feeding his wife is from the Torah. The Tanya, the Braitha says, this is about Adon, a master who reserves his maidservant to marry her. It says, She'era kesuta ve'onata lo yigra. It says, She'era, what's She'era? Elu mezonot, that's the food that he has to feed her. Ve'chen omer, ba'asher achelu she'era ami. The goyim ate the, the, the meat on, the, on, on our people's body. So you see the word She'er means food. Kesuta. Kemashma, it's exactly what it, what it sounds like, which is what covers her clothing. Onata, zo'ona amura batura, that's the ona, that's the time that was talked about in the Torah. Vechenu omer, and the pasuk says, Im benotai, Laban told Yaakov, if you make my daughter suffer, that means you're not with them for tashmish. So you see, ona means tashmish. Rebil azar omer, she'era zo'ona. When talking about which erva not to be with, it says the word she'er, so she'er means ona. Kesuta, it's exactly what it means, clothing. Onata, elu mezonot, that's food. Vechenu omer, vayanecha, vayaraivecha, she made you suffer and he made you hungry. So you see the word vayanecha, lashon ainui, onata, all the same language. Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov Omer, She'era kesuta 
lefum she'era ten kesuta. The whole pasuk is talking about clothing, and the word she'era me is coming to, to, to explain kesuta, meaning based on her size, based on her level, based on what she's used to, give her uh, clothing. Don't give her children's clothing if she's older. Don't give her older people's clothing if she's younger. A younger woman needs uh, wider clothing so she can look good. An older woman, it's too hard to walk around with heavy clothing, wide clothing. Therefore, the Torah said every girl gets exactly what uh, she needs or whatever she's supposed to be wearing. Kesuta ve'onata. Now we're understanding Kesuta is going on the next word. So Shera is going on Kesuta, Kesuta is going on Onata. And Ona is from Lashon, from the, from the word uh, Ona means season. Meaning, you have to give her based on every season. Don't give her new clothing in the summer, because that will warm her up. And don't let her wear worn out jaded clothing in the winter. Then she's going to be cold. And we will stop right here, even though there's one more perush on this pasuk. But we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Amen. Amen.